Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Um, today's guest is, oh well... She's best known as Baby Spice. She's one of the most amazing five women ever. It's Emma Bunton! What a lovely introduction. Can I take you everywhere I go? I get a bit fluffy and then I just go into like the X Factor voiceover man mode. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just like, because then the people are watching. I'm like, oh my God, what am I saying? Because I don't script anything. (laughs) But you know, there's so much, there's so much to you. You do so much. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I suppose <laughs> sometimes I. Well, feel... you've got kids and kin. Yes. You are a radio presenter. Yes. You work on Bake Off in America. You are a mother of two. Yes. Like, there's just so many things that you do. And a Spice Girl. <laughs> and a Spice Girl. It's that funny thing, isn't it? I guess the thing that people know you as first, that is always going to be this massive thing that everyone asks you about yeah everyone will always associate with of course I thought do you know what I feel really lucky and it's funny when you say it like that because yeah there's quite a lot and you feel like you're juggling all the time Mm. um you know but first and foremost I am mummy and and then I just feel like I'm lucky to do all the other bits I mean the the American bake-off is a dream for me yeah a dream (laughs) I mean my favorite thing is eating cake so that's all I have to do. People are like, but you can't bake. I'm like, I know, but I've got a great palate. So I just, <laughs> I just, I work on that. So that is a dream job. And, and you know, to work with Paul and, and Sherry Yard, who is an incredible um, pastry chef in America. Uh, yeah, we have, we just have a laugh. So that's, that's pretty easy peasy, really. And how are things right now? Because obviously we're recording this remotely. We're not together. Uh, and we're so close. We don't live that far from each other and we still have to do this. I know. Uh, but how are things? So obviously you are mum, you're at home, you're homeschooling, you're still juggling everything else like this. How is it? Do you know what? I'm absolutely loving the family time and it's... It's something that I kind of wish for every day when I'm working, isn't it? It's like you're constantly like, I want to be at home now and rushing home and, you know, rushing to spend time with the kids. So that part, being around, you know, my family is a dream. And we've had some lovely days. We kind of do, um, we do our own sports days in the garden. Um, But homeschooling, I'm not going to lie, it's been pretty tough. I think because I've just, just to become teacher overnight and try and kind of sit them down and get them to do stuff. Obviously, where at school they have, you know, great teachers. And I now kind of bow down to them. I speak to um, both the teachers every day, like, thank you, you were brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, it's not easy. And to keep a schedule, you know, we've tried our best, but, you know, then we're like, oh, should we go in the garden? It's quite a nice day. And... Well, so, that's the thing. And then school teachers to us are kind of saying, we hope you've been outside. We hope you've... So it's kind of like, are you telling us that you do want us to do the work, but also you want to make the most of this weird time that we've got and just absolutely. live? And also, you know, with my two, they're like, if you can do this today, that would be great. I'm like, please don't say that. Because they're like, actually, no, we can't. So they'll try anything to, to get out of it. I don't know about you, but with me, so I love maths. 
And I love getting things right. I think that's why I love maths. Uh, and Buzz is only six, so it's year one math. It's not the most complicated for me. Yeah. But I like to sit down with him and explain things until he gets the right answer. So every day he's getting <laughs> it all right. But the teacher's like, did you do this on your own, Buzz? I'm like, oh, God, I've been rumbled. <laughs> See, I'm the other, I'm English. I love kind of, you know, stories. And so, yeah, I've been helping quite a lot there. And I think, uh, I think the same, you know, getting through these quite special poems and, and <laughs> teachers like um did you do this but no uh, is you know it's still wonderful that connection um that you have sitting and and writing and uh, that's been quite lovely but you know I've got nearly a teenager and a nine-year-old so some of the work mm. that my teenager is doing forget it we're like darling uh, I, I, I can't help it. <laughs> let's Google that, shall yeah. we? Oh, we Google everything, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about you. What was your childhood like? Because we went to a very different school. We did, didn't we? Very lucky. Um, oh, my goodness. So uh, very humble beginnings with my family. Uh, we all shared uh, a very small two-bedroom flat. You know, both my parents worked very hard uh, but my mum was my mum was at home a lot but then she um she started teaching karate so so that was quite uh bizarre um but so when my dad did i read somewhere that she got a black belt when she was 40 yeah she's, she's got a black belt in karate i think first dan actually so um she yeah she did that at 40 so when my dad came home from work she would then go and you know teach karate so it kind of worked that way but um yeah i just you know for me my mum was so inspirational. I mean, going back to college um, at 40, uh, learning reflexology, doing Reiki healing, becoming a black belt. I mean, I was just like, mom, you know, it, it was quite amazing to watch. Uh, but it was our family have always been very loving, very affectionate. Um, you know, we didn't have very much growing up, but I never even thought of that because it was just a very, very loving family and very close how did you end up going to Sylvia's? So for those who don't know, we both went to Sylvia Young Theatre School, but at different times. We did, yes, <laughs> different times. I'm quite a bit older than you. <laughs> but, um, oh, I had, so I used to go to, um, I used to go to a dance class uh, in Finchley um, from quite young, from about four. I used to do a bit of ballet, a bit of, you know, da uh, disco dancing and stuff like that. And it was, I loved it. And the teacher there was Cheryl Adrian. And um, we couldn't afford the lessons, actually, to start with. So my mum said, can she just trial? And if she is, if she loves it and she's good, we'll make it work somehow. We'll get, you know, the money. And I went to the dance class and Cheryl, who was just this wonderful woman, I still see her now. She still comes to all the, uh, the Spice Girl concerts. You know, she's wonderful. <laughs> she said, look, bring her once a week and it's on me and my mum was like no way no I can't believe it so I went to this dance class and um, it was actually Cheryl Ladrian who said to me I really think you should take Emma to Sylvia Young she'd love it you know um, I was quite shy right so I think she felt like even though I loved dancing and I think she thought that Sylvia Young would kind of bring a bit more of a confident side out in me, which it, which it did. Um, and so, yeah, so I auditioned for Sylvia Young. I auditioned, uh, I did the song, When the Going Gets Tough. <laughs> I when love that song. When the going gets tough, the tough gets... <laughs> but I just did what this did a lot, I remember. Your sound's as good as mine, literally. I was like, ho-dancing, like, what, what, what doing in a ho-down? Like, what? what song was yours? Can't I joke? <laughs> Can't I joke? I've been married like that. Go, oh my goodness! What <laughs> Sylvia must be thinking? Um, so yeah, I auditioned and I just, oh my goodness, I prayed and I had my fingers crossed and I just, as soon as I stepped foot in that school, I remember my mum coming along. The noise, I still remember it now, and I've been back a few times with my children, and it makes me cry. Every yeah. time I get, look, I'm even getting emotional now because <laughs> it's making me feel emotional. The sound of it is so special. Like one room you've got singing, another room you can hear the tap dancing, and then you can hear drama classes going on. And it was a, it was a, a dream, and I was just, you know, I had everything crossed that I would get into the school, and thank goodness I, I did. Yeah. Did you get a scholarship or anything? No. So we first. Um, 
At, at first, we didn't, and we struggled a lot. And then my parents struggled a lot. And then, um, and then I had to leave because I just we couldn't afford it anymore. So I ended up going to um, a school in uh, East Finchley for about two weeks. Right. And, and then uh, my mum was just like, Sylvia, please, is there anything we can do? She's, you know, miserable. And she'd love to come back. And what can we do? And, and that is when Sylvia Young offered me a scholarship. You know, I just adore her. I adore her. And as I said, I still see her now. We catch up and she's very funny. Did you ever think about what life would be like for you as a family and if you wanted a family of your own? Oh, oh yeah. I think, you know, having a very close family growing up, it was something I always dreamed about. And do you have siblings? I do, yes. I have a younger brother and I have an older half-brother. Oh, so, OK. Um, yeah, so, and we're all cl very close. Oh, I've always wanted, yeah, children, and it was just always part of my future, definitely. But then I guess having then having such a massive career, is there a weird thing about how to fit that into that career as well? Um, I think it was just something that I knew I would always have to do and, and have to work out somehow <laughs> because um, it was just going to be such a big part of my life. Um, when... I became pregnant with my first child. I was doing Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it is Jade's. It wasn't my partner's. <laughs> Just and, to clear that up. But I think I was probably, um, you know, at your, at your fittest then. And it, it was a bit of a shock, but I just was so over the moon. In fact, we were talking about this yesterday, and I think I am at my happiest when I'm pregnant. <laughs> and I think Jade was really nervous because I'm quite an emo emotional person. And he was like, oh, what's gonna happen now she's pregnant? You know, all the hormones. And he actually, bless him, he read up on so many books, you know, to work with me on everything. And he was so brilliant. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely happiest when, when I'm carrying. There's something about it that I just feel uh, very at ease very calm you know because yeah I am I'm usually quite a you know um, anxious a little bit anxious um, bit manic <laughs> kind of person but when I'm carrying I'm, I'm I'm very different I feel like my attitude changes towards my body as well a hundred percent a hundred I mean I've never had a waist it's just something that <laughs> I've never had I you know my legs you know it, a good, you know, good, but I've never had this way. So when I'm pregnant, actually, I put on fitted dresses because, <laughs> you know, the bone. I just, yeah, I felt confident, actually. When mm. I'm... Before you got pregnant, there was, the, there was a period where you found out you had endometriosis. Yes, I did, yeah. How did you get diagnosed with that? Well, that was a very scary part um, of my life because... As I said, I've always wanted to have children, always wanted to um, carry. And um, I was having very, very bad pains. And I just thought it was, it was what every girl has period-wise. We yeah. all, you know, have period pains. Uh, but when I went to the doctor, they was like, no, we're not sure it should be this painful. And so I had a, a checkup and that's um, when they found found it but I do remember the doctor saying to me it's okay it's 50 50 you might have children I was totally in shock my mum was with me I burst out crying I was like you cannot tell me 50 50 that um I'm gonna have children this is you know so me and my mum talked about you know kind of freezing in my eggs all this kind of stuff but I decided that I just didn't want to think like that or be negative about it. I just thought I'm just going to be positive. I'm going to look after myself. Um, Were you with Jade by this point? Yes. Yeah. Very. It was. We met when he was 19. I was 21. I think this happened actually probably about a year into our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I just felt very nervous about it all. But I just was. 
I've just kept myself confident and I thought, right, we're going to do this. As I said, my mum, you know, did lots of reflexology and healing. So, you know, we, we kind of went down that route and just being very positive about everything. Um, so I was lucky enough, obviously, uh, to fall pregnant years later, but, uh, yeah, it took a so while. So did you, had you ever, had you, that conversation kept going of we're going to have, we're going to start a family? Because I think, so me and Tom are the same. We got together really young and when you, you're kind of bumbling along, you're doing everything and you get, you know, you, you move in together and do stuff like that. And then at some point you kind of go, oh, what about kids? At what point is that factored in? And actually, I think when you get together and you're older, you already know that that's on the cards within the next few years if that's what you both want. Whereas when you're younger, that's something that you've actually kind of, you've got to talk about, you're kind of gearing towards and you've kind of got to make happen in a way. Yeah. It's so weird because Jade and I, when we first met, as, as I said, he was 19 and I was 21. And we had a very special connection straight away and we actually talked about having children within months of meeting each other and we were like wow you know it was quite fast it all happened quite fast and I think that's why Jade and I we did have a break um yeah after about three years together and I think because everything happened so fast for us we knew that you know we were in love with each other we knew that we wanted to be lifelong partners we knew we wanted children and I think it was all a bit like wow, how has this happened so young? So we did take that year to kind of go and do our own thing and we both travelled yeah. a bit. But, um, yeah, we didn't... I don't think we needed that chat after that because I think we just knew that we we wanted children together and it yeah. actually just naturally happened. We, I don't feel like we were trying or anything. We just kind of uh, let it happen. Which I think if you've been given something like news like endometriosis and I had PCOS. So I think when you've been given news like that and it just happens, it's kind of the best way because it brings so much anxiety layered on when you do start trying or not not trying. Yeah, it kind of it kind of has has more and more. And I think I experienced that with Buzz, but then with the other two, because with Buddy, literally, it was a case of we should start trying for another now. It kind of it feels like the right time. Then four weeks later, I found out I was pregnant. And then with Max, he was a little surprised. Wow! Also <laughs> I know, quickly. whereas with Buzz, it was completely different. And I had the same thing, whereas in a doctor's told I had PCOS and they kind of gave me a leaflet, sort of like, we'll talk about facility when you're there. So it's that weird thing. It kind of builds up and you don't know what's going to happen. But sometimes just, just going with the flow. Yeah, I th as I said, I think... I'm like being so close to my mum and her, her being quite spiritual and uh, you know I think yeah we just we tried our hardest to like just go with the flow and and being quite busy at that point as well um strictly was I mean I don't people that have done it I'm still like was it not the hardest thing one of the <laughs> hardest things you've ever done because it's so constant and you want to do really well and you're working every day and dancing every day so yeah it was quite a busy time and I found out at the end of the show so I came out the week after I found out and wow. I know and it, it was just it was crazy because I was kind of falling out of bed tight with tiredness like oh and I was like Jade what's going on like I've worked I'm sure I've worked harder than this like but I just <laughs> physically felt exhausted was it weird doing your final dance then knowing that time that you were pregnant yeah it was very very odd and I I came third and at that point we didn't have to uh I didn't have to do the show dance thank goodness because I was thinking I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do all these lifts that throw me around. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I came I came. He spent third. the whole time going, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop. Um, but, it, yeah, it was very, it was a special moment, really special moment. I think I held my stomach on, on my last show because I knew, but obviously no one else did. And I look back thinking, oh, that was a bit of a giveaway. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> How was the rest of that pregnancy? Um, good. I mean, I had sickness with both my children, but just at the beginning. Um, but as I said, I felt very, like, looked after, and I think you get spoiled a bit when you're pregnant as well, <laughs> and I quite like that feeling. Um, yeah, as I said, I just loved it. I mean, um, with Bo, my first, right until the end we were you know really excited and I was overdue but I just was like oh, you know having my baby and we were 
really hoping to have natural birth. You know, all these kind of things. I was yeah. sitting in my garden and I was so overdue. And my doctor was like, I can assure you, you will probably have to have an emergency cesarean if we don't do something now. So right. I was like, <laughs> I was a little bit upset, but actually it was a, it was a perfect day because I had music playing and, you know, my mum and, and Jade were there and um, we had a little schedule and it felt organised. I wasn't as nervous. I think I would have been very, very scared otherwise. Really? Yeah. So how did you... What was that like then? Did you have a thing in your mind where you had to let go of what you thought was going to be your birth... Well, what was your birth plan? Because so many women have this idea of what they want. Yeah. And then when it doesn't go quite to plan... It stays with them. Yeah, no, not me. I didn't have a plan. Um, I just thought I would have <laughs> Sometimes a natural that's the best birth. plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have that. But my mum, bless her, as soon as I told her, I said, Mum, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to have a cesarean. She, she went, oh, she said, I, and it looked like the weight of the world had come off her shoulders because she was like, it's so painful. I'm like, Mum! <laughs> Oh my goodness! But yeah, she looked she looked quite relieved. <laughs> relieved. Relieved that you weren't doing natural. <laughs> <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I guess that funny. is that thing, and and um, it's that thing of she's your mum, and we know how we feel about our kids, and knowing that they're going to go through certain things. And for her, she would have just felt that the cesarean was a. A much more controlled environment, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I think honestly, she the look on her face of relief. I was just like, oh, okay. So yeah, I no, I didn't have a plan. I kind of was going with the flow, see what happened, and and then obviously there was a little bit of a U turn, but we just, you know, we just we went with it, which was which was great. How did you feel seeing Bo for the first time? Oh my goodness. Honestly, they're both the best days of my life. I ju just, uh, Bo, Bo came out quite wide-eyed, kind of knowing. It was amazing. And I held him straight away and he l looked me straight, Bo looked me straight in the eye and then had a little tear and I was like, it's okay, mummy's here. And the crying stopped. Oh, it was so... <sighs> It was so magical. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was magical. I loved it. I feel like, I do feel really, sometimes I talk to my other girlfriends and they're like, oh, it was, you know, and I feel terrible because I did have, I did have such a, you know, a perfect day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was wonderful. So for you, were there, was the bond there instantly? Yes. I just found that, Bonding with my children and, and having that lovely pregnancy, I, I felt that bond from then, really. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And was, uh, was your youngest labour similar? Did you end up having a C-section? Yeah, with both. And um, that wasn't so easy. It was scary, I think, obviously, being that little bit older. Um, everything is, you know, it was a bit more frightening. Um, I felt a lot more with the cesarean. Maybe I knew what was coming. I would definitely was more nervous. I knew what was happening. I was scared. Uh, Tate didn't cry straight away. Um, I wasn't able to hold Tate straight away. So there, you know, there was there was more complications with with Tate. But um, but still, I think really sometimes as well when you've experienced something once, like I would say after my first after my first labour, that it was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. Then when I fell pregnant the second time, I was really nervous. And I think it's that even though I knew I had a, a great time with it and a like textbook, you know, hypnobirthing pregnancy and labour, but I kind of felt like, what if that was a fluke? And then knowing what your body goes through, that's that something weird happens where you know almost too much. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I think because, you know, with Bo, yeah, I just was going with the flow and I, you know, trusted uh, my doctor and my paediatrician and my mum was there. It just, it felt like, oh, but this is, you know, I'm, I was letting things happen a lot yeah. more. Uh, yeah. Whereas the second one, I probably, I don't know whether I, I felt like I wanted more control over it or I just... Yeah, as you said, you knew what was going to happen. So, yeah, there was lots of things. But it was still the most special day after that. I just, I think it was just a bit more nerve-wracking and, you know, yeah. How have you found the early days of having a newborn? 
Um, oh, um, tiring, obviously, and not getting much sleep. But again, I, lots of support from um, from Jade and my mum. So I was very lucky to have people around. Breastfeeding, I found very painful. And I didn't, nobody told me that it was painful. Nobody. <laughs> I even go, why didn't you tell me this was so painful? Um, but I think, yeah, I, I, those moments, and I, I remember speaking to Jerry as well, and, um, you know, those moments in the middle of the night when you're feeding, and it's just you two, oh, it's, 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 very, it's very special. Um, at first, actually, I thought, oh, I feel a bit lonely. But then as mm. soon as I, I processed it and thought, hold on a minute, this is really, you know, take this in. And, um, and, then, and then I started enjoying it, yeah. It's hard, isn't it? I think because what, what I find interesting is that there's little snippets of what people say to you that you understand when you're in it or kind of go, oh, yeah, this is, this is what she meant. I can remember with the pain thing, uh, one of my friends going, just, you know, when, when you start feeding, just clench your butt or like your jaw or you'll crunch your toes up and you'll get through the first 10 seconds and I was like I've got no idea what she's talking about <laughs> but then another friend was like he he so there uh, he used to feed his baby at night and he used to love doing it the night feeds because it meant that it was the only time where it was just him and the baby and where everyone else it felt like the world was asleep but they were up and you kind of go even though so I really struggled with best breastfeeding early on but actually at some point, it, there is a switch. Yeah, yeah. I found, and it, everything sort of falls into place. Because I found that I, I'd read all the books, and then a baby arrived, and the baby hadn't read any of the books. So he <laughs> yeah, didn't know exactly. what he was doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I know. And Jade, I mean, he would wake up with me for most, well, all the feeds, just to be part of that. And, I mean, he, he read books on postnatal depression just in case you know all these things and and I think just having that support and knowing that he was there actually made things um made things easier as well which was how long had you two been together or known each other when Bo arrived oh my goodness right this is where your maths will come in handy (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness so we'd met when I was 21 and I had Bo 31 so 10 years yeah did your appreciation for each other, your love for each other, your understanding of each other change when Bo arrived and you became parents? Yeah, I think so. In fact, you know, it just it just became stronger. I, and I remember the first time um, Jade popped out, you know, to get something and he would always come back and kiss me first, just, you know, to give... Oh, it was so special when he did that. I remember. And then obviously... And then that was it for the rest of the day. He paid most attention to the baby, but just having that connection still. And um, but yeah, I think we've always been a very strong couple because we are friends. And first and foremost, we uh, laugh at each other. You know, I think when I see you two together, it reminds me of that because we really respect each other as well. We both work really hard. We both, you know, love being around each other. Yeah, so I feel very lucky that. You know, he's, he's, he's a good one. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. 
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. And how has life changed since the kids have they've grown up a little bit now? So you're what's interesting about you actually is that you are out of the nappy stage. You're no longer having to take all the bits with you. Yeah. But that's kind of where you found a new passion. I did. Is in all the nappies and baby stuff with Kit and Kin, yeah. which is absolutely beautiful, by the way. Thank you so much. I, do you know what? We're so proud of it. Um, but I was touring when I had very young babies and yeah. I remember going to America for four months and having to take nappies milk because I want I, I, you know you kind of want what you know don't you You don't want to kind yeah. of go somewhere it's, and thing. Think, it's not like you're traveling to the middle of nowhere but you're like know. I need to know everything I know <laughs> but I wanted everything that I'd been using I didn't want to try anything new at that point because they were so little um but I just found you know with both of mine um especially my youngest you know, they would get a little bit of eczema and it was uncomfortable. And oh, I searched and searched for products that were natural or that, you know, or speaking to lots of people. Is there a brand that I wanted to trust? And I met Christopher Money through a mutual friend and we were just chatting about he's, I mean, he is, you know, been in the business for years. Um, but he, he was amazing to chat to because I was just like, I'm, I'm desperate to find something that I can use on my children that I really trust. And um, and he was brilliant. And we just, we ended up talking and and ideas were just kind of flying around. And I'm so glad we met because now we've, we've got this amazing brand that we both work on and we both, uh, we really believe in as well. And I think, you know, the, the eco side of everything has been such an important part for us both having children and both you know just thinking wow we need to kind of figure out uh, this world for our children or this then this planet for our children a little bit whatever we can do listen I'm a mum we're mums we're busy with everything else but if there's a little something that you know will help change um, that is the most important part. Well, I've just had, so a box arrived of the new Kit and Kin stuff because when I first had Max, it was literally the nappies. Oh, and yeah. now it's grown so much with, the, with everything else. And there's, there's even, there's reusable nappies, the clothes aspect of it as well. It seems to have grown so much, but it's all done so well. Yeah, I, th- um, I feel like we've kept it very, you know, family. Uh, it's, yep. it's Christopher and, and I and, and obviously an amazing team. But, you know, we've just kept it you know there's products but they're small we've kept Mm. it very small um with the nappies the now the reusable reusable cloth nappy when christopher came to me with that i was like wow i mean (laughs) this is beyond anything i could have thought i just think he's a genius because to have a reusable cloth nappy make it gorgeous and soft and you know and from regenerated nylon from recovered fishing nets i was like you are this can't be true you know um it's it's just amazing the effort that the team have put into it you know i was 
on the side of, you know, I really want this nappy to still be soft for, for a baby's bum. That's what, what mummies want, you know. Yeah. Um, obviously, everything else is so important, but we're looking after our babies and we want them to be comfortable. So, yeah, through the whole process, I was very much, um, is it soft enough? <laughs> is it soft enough? Is it sustainable? But it's great that you're bringing your experience to it, but it must be gutting that, you know, now, right now, you're, you can't go and run around and put a nappy on bow. I know. I mean, that just won't work, Emma. I know, I know. Oh, don't don't let JT say any of that because he would he would love to have more children. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it's something that we spoke about. So when, I, when we saw each other, I was pregnant with Max and it was very much sort of... It must always be a thing. Like, it's always I, is, It's yeah. hard, isn't it? It's so hard. But and I, I battle with myself because I think I... Obviously, would never regret having another child, but I might regret n not having another child. And so, yeah. but I just, you know, I'm how forty-four, <laughs> and I think, you know, obviously with the Spice Girls coming back and with Kit and Kin doing so well, and you know, I've got two very healthy children, and I think especially now, if I had another child, I would be more nervous than ever. I think that just scares me too much. That yeah, I just I, I get frightened about everything. <laughs> I'd be so well, frightened. and you have an, an amazing family dynamic, and it's introducing another character. It's going to change it again. So you kind of like, oh, is do we need that? Is that you know, it's a big. Oh, my kids know. want so my hard. kids want another one. I mean, at Christmas uh, on New Year's Eve, um, we all sat around the table, and I was like, right, wishes for this year, and both of them said we would like another sibling. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see on that. And how did you juggle um, all of your work side with having a baby? Um, so we did a, a photo shoot when I was, oh, my goodness. So I, I was seven and a half months. And right. we were about to go back on tour. And we did this photo call of... Hey guys, we're coming back on tour and oh my goodness, I found that so difficult <laughs> um, because, you know, my legs were sore swollen um, and we had to walk miles and um, I think, yeah, just kind of, I loved my dress. I wore a fitted dress and showed the bump. It was wonderful. Um, but I just thought, oh my goodness. And then by the, obviously having a baby and then going straight on tour, I didn't know how I was going to do that. I spoke to the other girls. They were like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. But I think, obviously, you, if you're not pregnant and you've had your children, you you can say that because you're past that. I think you you forget, don't you? I mean, yeah. why would we go on to have more children? Because you forget the pain. <laughs> like, um, and I I think that it was, a, it was quite... That was quite a difficult time. I just felt oh my goodness this is happening so fast but again you know as I said earlier I was going with the flow really and I thought yeah. oh okay if I'm sure it'll be fine I've got the support but um so we did the photo shoot then I had a lovely time and had my first child and it was just wonderful and had two months to kind of <laughs> I know Two Hold on after a cesarean as well so yeah. two months you've got your recovery yeah Having the baby. Yeah. And then did you start rehearsals at the end of that two months? Yes. And I, I flew, that's when I flew to LA. There must be a massive thing in your head as well, because I've got a friend who was about to go on tour when, she, when her baby was six weeks old. And it's that thing of, it, when you're pregnant and it's so far away, you're, you, there is that part of you that's like, I'm fine. I'm not, I don't have to stop. I'm, yeah, we're, we're women, we're strong, we're capable. And then as it creeps up on you, that anxiety and that doubt can start seeping in. And then you're kind of a bit like, no, it, and it, it all kind of is there and you're trying to push it away. And you don't know which side of your head to listen to, but you've got that apprehension. And sometimes, even I have felt when I've had things put in the diary, it kind of almost robs you a little bit of that newborn enjoyment just because you know that there's something there that's kind of nibbling away at your mater maternity leave. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's kind of just nibbling. Yeah. If anyone said to me, I'm going to go on tour two months after my, or three months after the baby, I would say, no, you're not. <laughs> um, because, I, yeah, I feel really... It was, luckily, I had, again, I had Jade with me. 
we took Bo everywhere. So actually, it was very special. Bo was at every concert, even though obviously Bo doesn't remember it. <laughs> um, he was very young. But I carried on breastfeeding. All those things were still lovely. And of course, I love performing with the Spice Girls. So being back with them, oh, it's so many emotions that went on. Um, but it, it, I feel quite emotional about it now because it's, you know, it was tough. And I think also, you know, people are tough on you and lots of, you know, journalists. And usually I take no notice of that kind of stuff because I just have got great, I've got nothing to be upset about. You know, if someone wants to write, that's their job or, you know, all those yeah. things. I don't take any notes. But I think at that point, you know, having a very young baby and, and journalists saying, oh, she looks massive up there, you know, and you think, I've just had a baby, you know, it was, yeah. it, that was quite hard. Well, all I can say is the amount of women that would have been looking at you and going, oh my God, she's just had a baby and she's doing that. How is, well, first of all, what a nutter. But secondly, <laughs> how inspirational to kind of, because we're told, it's kind of programmed into us that we can only see a woman after she's given birth when she looks a certain way. Yeah. And actually there's so much in between that. Yeah. I'm still blooming in between what I was, I don't think I'm ever going to be what I was before. <laughs> but it's about kind of going, so what? Yeah. We're not, we're still us. We don't have to hide. Exactly. And I think that was the frustrating bit because I felt really proud being up there and being this, you know, woman who's made a child and now I'm performing and I felt proud. And yeah. so I just thought oh, that that was, you know, firstly from someone who hadn't had children, so didn't understand that that feeling but it's my mum actually who was she was furious she really? was so furious because you know again it was you know a little bit uncomfortable for me I was thinking oh I've been actually I was really proud being up there why is someone saying that like I yeah. couldn't understand why someone would do that to another woman who is who's gone right you know, I've rocked this. I'm up there. I've got the, I've, I've got the same little outfits on as the other girls, <laughs> even though. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I was still lactating. <laughs> I mean, front row seats. It could have turned into a quite different show. <laughs> exactly. You know, just spraying everyone. It's, VIP seats were very different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, but I, I, you know, it was it was an amazing time. But it was yeah, it, that was a bit tough, kind of being away from home, being on stage, but. Um, yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, it was nice to be in LA, actually. It was lovely and warm. <laughs> well, it's a sunny place. It was nice it and is. happy. Yes, yes. Was there nice. that weird point as well of, you know, you're up on stage, you're a Spice Girl in this amazing band being, like, adored by so many people and then coming off stage and hitting, like, going straight back into reality yes. of a squawking baby who needs to be on your boob. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> you know, we were in hotel rooms with the cot next to us, you know, all of those things. And I think people don't think that, obviously, you're coming off stage and going to the after party. Uh, uh, uh. Um, it was not like that at all. But um, as I said, you know, having Jade there, and we were like this little travelling family. Um, yeah. Mum came out, friends came out. So, you know, I... I don't know if I say it enough, but my support group, I just don't know what I'd do without them. I'm just, yeah. I do, I do rely, rely on them quite a lot. Um, and they're always there, which is brilliant. I think being away, because when Buzz was first born, Tom was on tour with McBusted. So we had, so when Buzz was six weeks old, we went to Manchester and we stayed in a hotel there for two weeks. Not quite LA, Emma, I'll be honest. Uh, Larry's not quite similar. Though. We love it. Well, it's lovely, but it was that amazing thing of actually just every, all the other noise, all the other things I was telling myself I had to do, they disappeared for a little while and it was just the focus was on us as a family. Yeah. So I think sometimes actually stepping away from stuff does help. I think so. And, and, yeah, we on the tour, yeah, it was this little family team and we would just travel like that. And I think sometimes when you're at home, um, I notice with my youngest, you get people coming around all the time, don't you? And you're like, oh, I'm tired now. I've had enough. <laughs> but yeah, so no, it, it worked out for the best. Is it funny to think about how different touring is now compared to how it was back in the day when it was just sort of you five girls just having fun and a giggle and now it's this big like family's welcome type affair yeah family rooms we have kids playrooms, family rooms um 
It's funny because all our tours have been quite different. So obviously back in the day, uh, well tours working very, very hard, um, but being young girls having an absolute ball. Um, yeah, it was th that was obviously really special. So young, um, just brilliant time. And then the time when I just had Bo, um, that tour for me was it was special and we had kind of babies around so it was I would say the most difficult of tours yeah. um that was the hardest but still so lovely and and great people around and it was it was a lovely time but definitely the hardest tour for me and then this last tour for me was the best the best, best of them all. I just, I felt like a, you know, a confident woman with children who went out there and thought, do you know what? I might not do this again. I'm going to live it and love it. And the kids loved coming along. They, or backstage or underneath. Did you see them? <laughs> yeah, did you, the did you see? What was it like being on stage and doing your thing and catching sight of your children? They were just... It, it was funny because Bo's first gig uh, was at Croke Park in Dublin. Um, it was stadium. And Bo's, Jade said that Bo was standing next to him and he just looked out and started screaming. Like, a, you know, that kind of... <gasps> he couldn't quite <laughs> believe it. He was like, Daddy, I thought there was only going to be like a thousand people. <laughs> no clue. And I think, obviously, why, you know, why would they? I'm at home usually in my pyjamas, um, you know, kind of, you know, cooking or doing whatever around the house. So I don't think they put two and two together at all. So yeah. seeing that first gig, I think, was a bit of a shock for, for both of them. And how did you feel clocking them? Absolutely loved it. I mean, every night I would kind of shout. <laughs> I'm kind of... Even though, obviously, we're up there and we're performing and we've got massive... I think I, we still feel like girls and mums and we're, like, shouting at our kids, I'm here, mummy's here! <laughs> we would be like... So I would kind of see them or shout them out every night and just tell them I love them and, yeah, and, and just seeing their faces. And sometimes they'd be too busy hanging out with the other kids and dancing that <laughs> I'd be like, I'm here, mummy's here! And they'd be, like, trying to learn the dance routine or, you know, doing something else. <laughs> How has being a mum changed your relationship with the rest of the girls? Because obviously you're friends and I think motherhood makes you the most vulnerable and the most strongest ever. Yeah. And it, it, it clarifies so many things in your mind. Uh, and obviously you all got together so young. I and know. you're now women in your 40s. Like you've been through so much. Yeah. I think actually all of us have n never been happier. And it's just funny, how, you know, obviously... Priorities change. For me, my priorities completely changed. My children, I feel very lucky that I can obviously, you know, do everything, but my children are my priorities. So I, I work yeah. around that. Um, but yeah, with the other girls, I mean, we talk about all sorts and, and it's, it was so lovely on this tour to see the kids interacting and, and just chatting and, singing and to all sorts of songs and playing games. It was just, it was very, very sweet. Because I think individually, all the children, even though obviously we're up there and it's the Spice Girls, I think they just, that's just their mummies, you know. It's just yeah. their mummies up there. And um, I just, yeah, it's just, but it's so nice to see them all hang out. It's so lovely. I mean, just over Christmas, um, Tate spent some time with Harper and it's funny because you know they're dancing together and just having that connection was really that was really special well so we have obviously have it with our our kids and even though we don't see the rest of the McFly guys it's it's that special thing I think when they're all together where they can't they know they know each other even though they don't see each other a lot actually so I guess with McBusted rather than for us Emma kid Emma's kids and ours are just they adore each other and there's something so lovely when people that you adore, that your kids that adore each other. Yes. I just, I mean, I, Melanie B and I cried our eyes out one night because our two youngest were right at the front dancing together and 
all of a sudden they just grabbed each other and hugged for ages. And that was it. Me and Mel were like, oh my God. It was, it was such a special moment. And yeah, they're having that connection. But it's funny because you can see, you know, your character in, in your children and you can see their, you know, the other girls' characters in their children. And it's just brilliant, brilliant. They had so, they had so much fun together. I feel like it's more fun now that there are children in the mix. A hundred percent. And how do you feel? Because a lot of people, there's this thing about being a mum, but then feeling guilty if you say that you enjoy the thing that takes you away. So whether it's Kin Kin, whether it's a radio show, whether it's a Spice Girls, whatever it is, do you ever feel guilty for loving the thing that takes you away? Or are you kind of a bit like, meh, there's enough, there's enough to feel guilty Ooh, about? Um, I am definitely a guilty mum. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel guilt over everything. But um, I also like my children to see me, um, you know, working. And they know that mummy works and they have that kind of, I want them to have that work ethic. So, uh, and, and then I just get them involved sometimes. Like they are hugely involved with Kit and Kin. You know, they uh, look to all the kind of packaging and colours and, and all our, obviously, all the animals on the nappies. And so I feel like if we can get them involved, that when I do have to go, I go, I'm going to take all your ideas <laughs> and I'm off to make sure that they, you know, are done well. You know, we kind of, so I, I try and get them involved in it as much as possible. And then obviously with the Spice Girls, I mean, they know all the dance routines. And um, so I, I don't feel guilty about loving that as long as I know that they understand where mummy's going. They understand what that does, how that helps. Um, and yeah, yeah, getting them involved. And what has been the most difficult part of motherhood so far? Um... Because I always think it's a newborn bit, because for me, it was, I likened it to hell. But actually, as they get older, the problems get bigger as well. And you kind of, there's so many other facets that you have to take care of. Yeah, I think there's little bits in every, <laughs> every part. But um, no, for me, I think, um, you know, being a nervous, I am a bit of a nervous mum. The walking stage, because I was always nervous yeah. that they're going to walk hurt themselves also I cannot get my head I've got way too I've got years to go yet but I can't stop thinking about them wanting to drive <laughs> <laughs> well it's not that far away from you really oh, don't I just you know that kind of thing I think I've just that nervous mother that never want them to get obviously every mother but I just you know I get frightened of them even when they go in the garden I was like be careful they're like of what mum we're just like <laughs> The grass. I'm one of those mothers. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm sucking the fun out of it. But I'm like, just be careful of everything. Um, oh, so Boz is only in year one. But you've had to, and I already worry about secondary school. And you've already had one that's gone to secondary school. For me, it just feels like that massive leap. I know. And some of them talk about, like, um, you know, some of the mums talk about, oh, how their children are getting school, you know, on the bus. I'm like, oh, no gonna drive I'm gonna drive boat to school as long as I can <laughs> um you know yeah it's just it's I'm, I'm definitely just one of those mummies I think I'm gonna have to cut the umbilical cord at some point but that is not gonna be for a very long time my poor I think children it's all about doing what works for you my guys, poor children <laughs> I know and you know the lovely thing about it is, you know, my children are very open we talk about everything even my teenager is talking to me and I just if if that's kind of how it all happens I want that to I always want that to be we sit around the table as in many nights as we can and have dinner and we talk and just make sure that you know I, we ask them how their day been or it might sometimes you know we talk about rubbish and nothing really has happened but they're very very open with me and I just think that is the most important thing for me in that relationship with my children I just want them to be you know honest and be able to talk to their mummy and daddy and that that's so important I've got to say I think that's one of my biggest fears is that breakdown of communication and them ever feeling like they're alone or that they can't share or you know that we're going to judge them in any way yeah and I've, um, just, I've been so lucky because yeah both of them have talk to me about everything I mean silly things like 
you know, Bo, my eldest had a bit of an argument with a friend and he was like, Mummy, can I talk to you about something? You know, so we, yeah, we've got a great relationship. And dinner seems to be a good time to have those, those chats. The thing is, that thing is, everyone is focusing on food. Yes. So yeah, no well, one's really thinking about what's coming out. So it just kind of spills. It just spills. It's the best way to get, <laughs> to get information. <laughs> but also when we're like uh, creating or painting or making something, you know, I'll just slip in little questions. And then because they're so occupied with something else, then they, they tend to kind of, you know, open up and talk, which is nice. I know I'm always that person where I'm kind of like, sit them down so tell me about this and there's nothing <laughs> yeah, and then no. Tom will take them out for a walk and it will just be this monologue of just stuff coming out and you're like all right yeah <laughs> as soon as they're doing something creative they, they love a chat <laughs> the other thing I love to see with you is that you have an amazing pool of girlfriends and you like you have proper girly date it seems like you really make time to have time that's yours yeah well it feels like that but it's hilarious because um I think I probably get to go out with my girlfriends so as in Holly and and Nick Appleton although my girly friends pro we probably do that about three times a year oh, really? but it seems like we do it a lot doesn't it? I'm like it's amazing yeah so but they are very special days and we try and make it so we meet for lunch and then we can carry on and get home at a kind of reasonable hour and uh either still have dinner with the kids or you know we're home in time for the for bedtime but um yeah it, I think it's important to have girlies I mean we when we get together we talk about everything from kids to fashion to you know our husbands it's just one of those days where you can just totally release <laughs> to your girlfriends <laughs> and know that it's not going to go any further but it's all there yes like that exactly I know that you're very close to your mum how has your relationship changed with her since having kids? It's changed in the fact that obviously I just rely on her. I talk to her about everything, um, anything that's upsetting me, anything that I need help with. I mean, yeah, she's my first call. Yeah. And um, my mum actually moved in with us. Uh, I think it's coming up for a year now. So she's here. How comes? Oh, because she was living on her own and um, I just love her being close by and we're so close that I just, you know, I just thought it would be, um, it's, perf it's perfect as well. She's just here on call, you know, I'm like, mom, going out for dinner with Jade, back in an hour. <laughs> I know she's That's just, so yeah, nice. she's, she's been great. So I love having her here. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. I don't know how Jay um, feels about it, but no, no. <laughs> not really. But he's brilliant. Oh, um, so I wrote a letter, a book this year called Letters on Motherhood. Yes. Which was literally a series of letters all about motherhood, whether it is to my foof, my husband, my kids, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, and that, I was my wondering. <laughs> I think it's called the Fanny Appreciation Club. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> but if you could write a letter on motherhood, who would it be to and what would you say? Wow. Okay. Um, I like to ask really big questions and just chuck it your way right at the end when you're feeling really nice and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably write it to my children um, and just tell them that they're the most important thing in my life I'm probably not going to get everything perfect but I'm here as their confident their support their best friend and anything they want to speak to me about I'm here and um, we will learn together and work things out together and yeah, I would just, I mean, it would be a lot longer than that. <laughs> but <laughs> At um, least a page. At least a page. And just, you know, and just that they've, they've definitely made my world so much brighter. I mean, I sing to them most nights. It's the same songs, but they love it. And one what of those songs? is You Are My Sunshine. Oh. And the other one is Here Comes the Sun because uh, that song was playing when Bo was born. And I'll Be There was playing when Tate was born. 
Right. So we sing the th same three songs every night. I mean, they're both very different characters, and sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, it, it can sometimes be quite powerful and hard work, um, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't change it for the world. And I feel like I'm just learning so much from them. I didn't realise, obviously you go, All right, I'm a mum and I'm going to be the teacher and I'm going to, you know, teach them everything. And I, I, they have taught me so much. They have brought so much to this household and yeah, I'm, I'm learning from them every day. It's interesting because as the parent, you always think that you're meant to have all the answers and actually it's okay to discover them, discover them as you go. A hundred percent. I know I haven't got all the answers. I know that we work together on things and, um, you know, I'm just trying my best. And, but the one thing I know that we have as a unit is pure and utter love for each other. We, it's unconditional. It's you know, we, as I said at the beginning, with my family, we've always been very affectionate. I mean, we cuddle all the time, all the time. Um, it's very important to us. They're not allowed to go a day without, you know, lots of cuddles. <laughs> so I think it's how you grew up as well, though, because I, I would, I, first thing in the morning, it's like a little cuddle, it's a greeting. Nighttime, it's a kiss goodnight. Before you go anywhere, it's, a, it's something, you know. Yeah. It feels alien to me that people don't do that. I know. And I know other people might see that as sort of inappropriate, which I think is bizarre. Oh, bizarre. But it's that thing of kind of... That's just what you know, and that is that that kind of completes things yeah. in a weird way. And it's funny because Bo, my eldest, obviously, there's we're getting to that that time where he has tried to kind of go to bed without saying goodnight to us, and we're like, uh, "Excuse me, <laughs> I think you've forgotten something." <laughs> and he laughs about it and jumps on us and gives us big hugs. And then there's other times where he will say to me, "Can I have a cuddle, mummy?" You know, Aww. and. Um, so yeah, we're, we're still, and a lot of people have said to me, oh, he's not going to want to do that soon. And actually, I, I'm not sure that's going to happen because I think we are very, you know, yeah. warm and, um, and that's quite important to us. Have you got to the point yet where Bo can put his arm around your shoulders rather than the other way around? Yeah, he's taller than me. Oh, mate! <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard though. I mean, I think I am, <laughs> I'm so little. I mean, how how tall are you? You're I'm five four at a push. If I'm standing really straight. Oh, that's great. How tall are you? Five one, and I think sometimes I give myself one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real reason for the buffaloes back yes, in the day. <laughs> that is the reason. That is the reason because there was an audition for the Spice. Uh, uh, no, so the Spice Girls got together. I came along a bit later, but they said, "Oh, you need to be five two, I think it was, and I was like, "Uh oh." I'm not 5'2", so I went and bought some buffaloes. <laughs> that's, that's where it came from. But, yeah, no, I'm 5'1", so Bo is... Um, I th he's a bit taller than me now, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Frightening. Growing so fast. I don't like yeah. that bit either, I'm going to be honest. I don't want really? them to grow up. I tell them I don't want them to grow up. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to find that quite difficult. I just... I'm already you know, reminiscing about when they were younger and it's yeah. like they're still so young, but I just, we watch videos together of them as children and pictures and, um, and they love stories as well. I don't know whether, I remember my mum telling me stories when I was younger thinking, oh, I don't want to hear that. You know, my two love it. I mean, they love hearing about the day they were born. They love their first day at school. Um, you know, they love hearing kind of those times. Yeah. It's, it shocks me that, you know, there are times where we're all sat on the sofa and I look around and it's lovely and we're all sort of cuddling and stuff and realising that at some point I'm going to be surrounded by, with Tom included, four men, like grown <laughs> men. And that's very odd, isn't it? I know, and all different emotions, though, and all different characters, which is... Yeah. God, I love watching my two grow in, in quite very different ways and their characters yeah. are different. And um, I, I actually feel very lucky that, you know, they're, they're both just growing into themselves and having so much fun with it. Um, yeah, they've been amazing. Do you, I tell you what I was thinking the other day as well. I just feel everything that is going on at the moment with the lockdown and 
I just feel so grateful. Oh my goodness, I just feel so grateful that we're able to be together because obviously there's so many people out there who, you know, are on their own, who are just going through horrendous things at the moment. I just, that's the one thing, you know, we sit down and like, we're so lucky to kind of be yeah. together in this unit at the moment. It's been, you know, that has been such a tough time for many. And, you know, every Thursday going out and clapping and I cry every Thursday. I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've both been in, nearly in tears this whole thing but that whole you know all it's been so emotional hasn't it it's just been so yeah. emotional and weirdly as a family I feel like you discover more and more about each other because you have that intense time together where you're not having that breather breather you have to learn even more patience even more listening skill like all that thing where we're all learning and we had a chat early on actually when we're talking about communication even though mine are a lot younger we had to sit down and go there are going to be times in the the weeks that are coming up when we're going to really irritate each other and that's okay you know absolutely it's an intense time isn't it and mm. as with you know with the different characters yeah you kind of have to work out and how each one of them wants to make this whole time for them um but yeah luckily so far I mean Tate's very intense but Bo is very you know easy going and uh so yeah we just have to deal with it as it comes along <laughs> exactly uh so I end each episode with you finishing off three sentences okay the first one is being a mum means uh being a mum means everything can I give you that there's no right or wrong answer okay that's fine um <laughs> since having children I I have totally changed my priorities and I'm happy when? I'm happy when my kids are happy, the sun is shining, and they aren't arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take those little moments when they come. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're eating. Oh, throw in some food and everyone's happy. <laughs> Emma, you've been amazing. Thank you so oh, much for coming on you. and chatting. Thank you for having me. It's actually, we've been trying to make this work for a long time and I'm so happy we did it. Um, I know, literally, I think about two years we've been trying. I know, I can't believe it. But um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for always supporting Kit and Kin. So funny, when I first saw one of your um, Instagrams, I just saw... A little bottom. <laughs> with, with my nappy on, I was like, yes! Uh, that was a dream, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs>